Hello, I'm Tristan Irvin. And I'm Joe Jamis. And this is Screams and Streams. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Screens and Streams, the podcast about the things that you see on your screen and the things that you stream. So, uh, I think the origin of this little podcast is the fact that, uh, as many of you probably know by now by listening to this explanation <laughs> at the beginning of each podcast. Almost is... each podcast. We've done it almost <laughs> at the beginning of every one. And, uh, me and Joe, of course, met in the uh, television media industry and uh, uh, realized that we were having some delightful conversations about the TV shows that we were watching and streaming on Netflix and uh, seeing on the old TV box. Yeah. And so we thought, hey, let's just turn this into a podcast. And then we did. It was one of those things where it, it was like, I think in a half-joking manner, it was like... So Tristan, when are we starting our podcast? And then within a month, it was just like, oh, cool, we're doing it. Oh, we're doing it for real. Awesome. It's like, okay, let's let's get together a name, some some art, mm-hmm. put together some subject. Matter. It came together pretty quick, actually. It did. It really yeah, did. It did. I'm 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 pretty impressed with this. A little pat on the back for the Screens and Streams crew. Um, but anyway, uh, now that that self congratulation is out of the way. Uh, Tristan, which um, two shows are we talking about on this episode? So today we are talking about Ballers, Season mm-hmm. 3, and then, as we promoted on our last podcast, <laughs> oh, yeah. Stranger Things. Stranger Things 2, which we two. sort of started Not the season conversation. Season 2, yes. just literally the number 2 yeah. as that title sequence dictates. Yes, I might have brought this up um, last on the last podcast, but there was some quote that I saw about like, basically it was a tweet, like a joke tweet where someone was, um, came from the present, our present as a time traveler went to the past and explained to them that, Oh, uh, all TV shows are basically just really long movies now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the stranger uh, things I feel like sort is. of fits into that, uh, that mold and it, and it kind of works for like the, the era that they were it works for the era that the, yeah exactly um yeah so before we go off the rails on yeah. that like <laughs> yes. we did uh at the end of the last podcast when it wasn't even on our docket this is why i suggest we do ballers first yes yeah, so we are going to do ballers season three first this is one that we haven't um revisited in a while yeah that's true it's th- this uh this season has been out for a while it's been it a season's been like out for a while yeah summer it's, six months or something it was all uh all slated and ready for me to watch when you know when it came time for me to sort of review it for uh our podcast so yeah our summers were a little busy weren't they uh just a tad <laughs> for the keen listeners you'll know that uh tristan and i both began um marriages and cohabitated in the span of the last year or so yes. so uh yeah um with other people, not with each other. Although, <laughs> although that would make this maybe, podcast a lot easier. <laughs> maybe our partners might dispute that. It's I don't a know. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> they might. Um, so, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, riff a little on season three of Ballards. Um, so when we when we last left Spencer Strasmore and his uh, his band of merry men. Um, 
he they were sort of making big moves in ASM and uh, making money moves, making money moves, and and Anderson uh, was more kind of on board with uh, Spencer and Joe's uh, partnership, and just sort of I think Spencer ended up taking forty nine percent of the company or something. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, so. Uh, they were all set up to, you know. He had to borrow a lot of money to do that. He had though, to right? borrow a lot of money, which he has yet to pay back, as far as we know. Um, yeah, that's that's part of the whole precedence of this entire season. He's trying to get the, the the money back so he can pay people back. He's trying to get the money back, but he tries to get it back in a very Spencer Strasmore way, which yes, is going true. for basically trying to do the impossible is one of the biggest deals. Um, yeah, he in, shoots for the moon, doesn't he? In their sports and yeah, in the sports industry, um, particularly the football industry, uh, which is they, they they want to bring a team to Las Vegas, and uh, and then shenanigans ensue. <laughs> <sighs> that they do. So this this season, I think when we've talked about this show before, yes. Um, I've always sort of approached it in like in that well, there's nothing like particularly incredible about the show, mm-hmm. um, you know, from a standpoint of it, it's it's it just seems to do everything well. Yes, you know what I mean. Like it's yeah 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 for sure. It's one of those things where I sit down and it's like the storytelling is good and the character development is good and like the plots all sort of like you know find their way to to each other and towards it's, the end. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's of it's yeah. it's got like that. You know, it's always got, got the crazy the, party scenes, yeah. crazy party scenes and, and comedy and, and stuff like that. Um, and I just feel like they're building on it really well. Like mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed this season and, um, you know, we're, we know this cast of characters now. Yes. So it's like, yeah. So we really kind of like start off quickly, right? Like we start off right away. The, like, yeah, 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 you're thrown right in the deep end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you sort of get to see uh, a little bit of the evolution of not just Spencer and and Joe and, and you know Anderson, the ASM team, but yeah. their clients. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that the clients, um, as the series progresses, get a bit more play in terms of side stories. Right, like we're sort of seeing, you know, like what's going on with like Chuck and Seaford and we're right. seeing what's going on with like, you know, Ricky Jarrett and, and, you know, yeah, we got more of them this season. Didn't we, we got, we got, yes. we get, I seem to progressively be getting a little bit more of them each time. And, and I feel like their storylines were a bit heftier too, right? Like for sure. Like, um, the whole thing with Seaford and like, you know, becoming like, a, um, a general manager, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Charles, or like, coach. yeah, head coach, head coach, head coach. Sorry, and, yeah, and, and Charles, you know, like that relationship, that relationship dynamic changed pretty drastically from yeah, the last, manager, from the last season to this season, because Seaford sort of plucked Charles out of obscurity and brought him to the front office. And yes. was like, oh, this guy, you know, like, this is a good partnership. Like these two are going to gel. And we sort of saw Seaford turn into um, an asshole who gives very wise advice, but yes. kind of a jerk nonetheless, um, throughout the course of this particular season. And it was almost like, you know, Charles rises through the ranks and the, the, the teacher becomes the master type thing. Yeah, and yeah. I'm wondering because Seaford was canned at the, at the end <laughs> yes. of the, the last season. 
if he's going to turn up again in, in season four or if, if that's uh, if that's, that's the last we're going to see of him. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I hope he turns up again. I like that character. It, it was a good character. Yeah, he was kind of like the, the mentor, right? He was the mentor to Chuck, yeah. And, and, and like, I, I wonder if he'll show up in kind of like that mentor role. Like, you know, he'll, Chuck will come like go to his house or whatever and they'll just be like yeah. drinking beers or something. I could see that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so... Uh, I think this was kind of interesting on the on the way over here. We were talking a little bit about how, you know, the season was kind of like House of Lies like. Yeah. In, in terms of like some of the, um, uh, like you mentioned, they were on the plane on the way to make the deal. All those scenes on the plane. There yes. was one particular moment that 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 struck me as very House of Lies ish, and it was almost just because of like I feel like dialogue was lifted mm-hmm. um, from from House of Lies just in. That it was, they were on the plane, and I think it was a scene with uh, Spencer, Joe, and Anderson. And um, Spencer's about to do his big pitch, and, uh, you know, Joe's like, Did you go over the PLs for. <laughs> you know, like for your your pitch or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, I'm stressed out about it. And then like, I'm like, sort of looking at him. I'm just like, I feel like I've seen this exact scene take place <laughs> in House of Lies. And of course it doesn't, you know, what, what makes matters, um, I don't want to say worse because it's, you know, it's a similar, it's a, it's a similar thing. But what makes matters uh, more interesting is the fact that I think we've pointed this out before, but the guy who plays Anderson um was you know skip on in the early seasons of house of lies sort of yeah. the antagonist we've seen him kind of everywhere these we've days. seen him turn up now i think on three different shows that we've covered <laughs> he's in dirk gently he's yeah. in uh ballers and he was in uh, house of lies at the beginning oh yeah he's he's everywhere these days yeah yeah i don't know overall i think that this um like you were saying this entire season was pretty good um i definitely enjoyed it um i think it was interesting that they took they took a turn away from the um from the football thing from yeah from the football thing and from you know the the like just the financial management thing and yes 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 that's what i mean they turned it into like uh okay we're gonna try and bring a team to las vegas Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff and i thought it was kind of funny that you know uh throughout the series like a lot of you know people were saying to spencer like you're a financial manager why are you doing this yeah <laughs> it makes no sense this is nothing to do with you yeah and yet you just want to do this because i i guess uh head honcho there wanted to yeah and and it's what you know and, and obviously his ulterior motive like you mentioned to pay back his uh you know to pay back his um, yes, yes, yes his clients that he borrowed money from so, but it's such an interesting way to go about it. Instead of like just like trying to take on more clients and mm-hmm. build up the wealth that way, he's just like, nope, I'm gonna go for the big score. Yeah, just not do a, whole, a bunch of like little medium sized ones. Yes, nope, going straight for the. the and big I feel goal. like I feel like that sort of speaks to Spencer's character. Yeah, yeah. For um, sure. We've seen throughout the series that he is reckless. He proved that again, time and time again, in this particular season. Yeah. And we got a little bit of a look. Uh, he proved it on, you know, on a on an occupational level, like on a professional level, yes, as well as on a personal level, right? That he he does reckless shit, <laughs> um, you know. And we got to see a bit more of uh, the personal side uh, this time, where he has that conversation early in the season with Ricky about um, uh, about whether or not he's ever 
gotten any women pregnant <laughs> right and uh oh yeah there's know, that whole like, oh yeah there's always like, like a medical issue with Spencer. yeah there's <laughs> always something going on he's like yeah he's like he's like no he's like no man my, my pull-out game is strong he's like are you sure you still have swimmers and then spencer sort of takes a beat and he's like oh shit maybe he's right and then you see it sort of eat away at him and then yeah. he's going to the the urologist and he's starting to figure out you know and then he eventually figures out he doesn't have a whole lot of time left if he does want to have children yeah even though, according to the you know the, the specialist that he saw, he has very selfish reasons yes. for wanting to have children. He's like, "Who? How else am I going to carry on my legacy?" And, and, then, and then he does that move with his girlfriend. He ends yeah. up, <laughs> yes, he, he he ends up, you know, basically uh, not being able to hold back <laughs> with Chloe. Let's put it that way. Sure. We'll although, back. although it you know. Based on what we've seen with his character so far, we're just like, this seems intentional. It does a little bit, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and he sort of trivializes the whole thing. Maybe you don't need to take that pill. Maybe we can have children together. And she's like, what on <laughs> earth is wrong <laughs> with you? Yeah, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, uh, it was interesting. We got to see a little bit more of the personal side of, of, of Spencer's life, which, again, I think as each character develops even our our kind of main pro tags we're um we're getting a little bit more uh we we can kind of jump in right from the yes. get-go like you yes. said and get a, you know it, ju- we, it's like we know their backstory now let's kind of expand on it right um but yeah there's some interesting uh things that went down so a few things about that i noticed like towards the the end of the yeah. this the season there's some loose ends that obviously need to be tied up. I mean, if they didn't leave them, then there wouldn't be season, season four. four. Yeah. But uh, Ricky, Ricky Jarrett and Spencer left on a pretty bad note. Their yeah. last conversation was uh, Rick, uh, Spencer more or less confessing to Ricky that um, the reason that uh, – that he even you know such hot water such hot water with the, the kid and the yeah that the kid <laughs> yeah. was that it, it was the league is trying to attack spencer right you know he's a, it's a, he's like who leaked the tape of me hitting the kid and he's like well it was me but it was unintentional he's like the league is after me so the league is trying to you know get to me through you type thing and ricky well there's that up. whole event with the weed too and uh, yeah the other footballer oh, exactly yeah, with yeah. vernon vernon there we go yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that the, was the same thing, right? Yeah, and the yeah, it's um, so those are kind of like his two main clients. Those and, are his two main clients, and, and the league is is sort of like yeah, they're trying to attack Spencer through his clients. And yeah, Ricky sort of blew up at him and was just like, "Why don't you, you know, why don't you stay the fuck out of my business, more or less?" And that's the last conversation that the two of them, if I remember correctly, had yeah. in this season. So yeah. that's got to get resolved at some point. Spencer again still hasn't paid that money back. The other thing I found interesting is Vernon's buddy there, Reggie, um, went to bat for him with the league to lower his suspension yep. after the the weed incident and did a good job of it. But later on when Vernon and, and Reggie are at, they're at training and they're talking to this other guy and, and Vernon's like, oh, Reggie's a fixer, man. He can, he can help you. And then Reggie's like, yeah, you know, I got him this virtual reality deal and I did that. And he starts taking credit for things only half of which he actually did. Yep. <laughs> so that's something that I feel like is going to come back because it's like, you know, at first I was like, maybe they're gearing up for Reggie to not be an idiot and actually sort of 
help out Spencer and, yes. and Joe. But, you know, he still seems to have his own kind of selfish I, motives at the same yeah, time. Yeah, he's got his own agenda, that's for sure, yeah. Well, that that's kind of just how he's always been, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like when I think about it, and then Ricky's Reggie. got the other guy that's warning him about his, you know, his girl that he mm-hmm. impregnated. I feel like each of the, the main clients kind of has their, like, their 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 posse or their dumb sidekick. Yes. Um and then that's the other big development at the end of the the season is that Ricky retires. Yes. Cuz he discovers that he's got bipolar disorder. Yeah. Which was not anything I was expecting to see. No. Um, yeah, they and they did a good job of covering that topic. They did a really good job of it. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly good. Like, yes. Yeah, so you know um, over the whole, yeah, it was over the whole. It was a good series. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think about the ending and the whole like uh, switcheroo moment where it's like, actually, we want the pirates to stay in Oakland. Yeah, I thought that was neat. Um, I felt like it was sort of leaning that way because it was either the penultimate episode or the final episode where Spencer's on his way to do the big pitch and he's got that driver who was a driver for the Raiders. Mm -hmm. And he has that conversation with him um, on both a kind of a personal and professional level where he's kind of finding out information. He's like, Oh, you're a Raiders fan. He's like, yeah, he's like, I I think it's a stupid move for the, you know, if the team goes, Mm -hmm. he's like, they have too much history here and stuff like that. And then you get a little bit about, you know, he sort of, read Spencer right away the fact that he doesn't have any children he's like oh I've got like you know eight grandkids and ten grandkids it's like holy mm-hmm. shit and Spencer I feel like sort of sees this guy and is like you know is this the kind of person that I want to be or mm, yeah or do I want to you know be be Spencer Strasmore right, yeah and and you know sort of be selfish and strip this team away from you know from from Oakland um I thought it was uh, that was very House of Lies ish too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that thing. that whole like yeah. the switcheroo, and then even like the whole like questioning the motives of of the deal making. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very House of Lies moment. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? Oh, I thought it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I I like that. Uh, I I like the fact that you know this show was able to do that. It kind of speaks to the depth and what makes this show so good is that it can go kind of beyond you know just kind of like here's the story and this is how it's going to go and you know the hero will win every time and i think that's a lot of series these days right yeah that's what's making television so good is the fact that you know these characters are flawed and uh Mm -hmm. and they have issues and they don't win all the time right yeah yeah did we find out if they went with their deal or not i think we got some hint of it right so I feel like that's the thing that kind of confused me at the end of the season is because it seems as if that entire storyline kind of, I don't want to say they dropped it, but I feel like everything that they're building up to, because the last episode I think is called Seeds of Expansion. Yes. And I feel like the decision was made to pull out of the deal entirely and then focus on expanding ASM instead. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, because they, they had already says, fucked up, and it. yeah, and you know, basically, you know, like a Joe kind of took everyone on like a retreat, uh, while other companies were like vetting ASM to buy it, and then you know they caught wind of it, and everyone felt betrayed by Spencer and Joe, and then 
you know, again, this is like it's Spencer towards the end of the season wronging yes. or right writing his wrongs, yes. you know, which we've seen before. Absolutely. So I feel like it, they just they're going to expand ASM, which is so they're going back to the whole like getting clients stuff. Yeah, and I feel like now because of the fact that because I didn't actually think about this until right now, but Ricky is retiring. Yep. Uh, Reggie's motives are sort of questionable, so we don't know what's going to happen with Vernon. You know, the last thing that happened on a with a, in terms of a client, you know, relationship between Spencer and Vernon is that he got that suspension, yes, you know, which Reggie was able to help overturn. You know, so we don't know how shaky their relationship is, and it sort of seems to mean that it's like even just with Reggie being sort of out of the picture. And ASM now expanding, maybe the focus of the next season is going to be more clients. Maybe we're going to see more people turning up, more, ca- you know. Okay, well, maybe we'll get some new characters. I feel like it's we're yeah. we're geared gearing up to get some new characters by the looks of it. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, I think I think that's good. You know, every once in a while for you know some of the the sub characters to get a refresh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, me good too. Good season. Yeah. Um. And I'm stoked for Baller Season 4, which is probably closer than than we think at this point because yeah, we waited I, a while to actually talk about this one. I, so. I, I saw um, an, ad, an HBO ad the uh, other day, and it was like, in 2018, and then it was Baller Season 4. And I'm like, oh, jeez, we haven't even talked about We haven't talked about it. Well, here we go. So, I, I it, yeah, usually it airs in like July, June, July, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. It's usually like around Game of Thrones time, which... Uh, yeah. They have now confirmed that there is no new Game of Thrones. Until next year, right? Until 2019, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so all those GOT people are going to be starved for yes. some good television. But no, very, it's good. They're taking it the time. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, very, very quickly on the topic of GOT, um, as I think I may have told you, I watched the first two episodes of that entire series, and that's yes. about as far as I got uh-huh. because I was just caught up watching other things. Yes. Some friends of mine proposed uh, recently to marathon the entire series front to back oh so not in one sitting obviously. <laughs> yeah you're, but you're um but i may i may jump on that bandwagon we'll see basically i don't want to make any promises but right. if i do maybe because you watch game of thrones yes yes so 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 if i do end up jumping on that bandwagon and getting caught up sometime mm-hmm. in the next year maybe mm-hmm. we'll cover uh the, the final season of, of Game of Thrones. Yeah, we podcast. could do like we could just do like one big Game of Thrones. One podcast. big Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> I feel like it would if it were if we were to cover the final season, it would very much have to be that way. Yeah, I did. Um, I did uh, restart. I did rewatch the first season last year. So maybe maybe it's a thing where uh, we could I could just rewatch all the seasons, and then if you've recently watched everything, then uh, we can have a big uh, yeah a big conversation we'll about see it. we'll see i don't yeah. want, again i don't want to make any promises yeah, 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 because yeah. uh when i look at it now that seems like a very large undertaking watching it's a big commitment it's a big commitment so we'll we'll see yeah we'll see i i okay. you know if we get to the grab bag segment later on you know depending on how long our stranger things bit is um yeah well we will i think learn that both of us are still in the process of watching many other things <laughs> yes uh, uh yes that is the case yeah Okay, and speaking of Stranger Things, Stranger Things two, let's move on. Um, I, I'm tempted to do the theme song right now. We should put it in in post. Uh, um, I just keep thinking about like 
where like one like, that's another one where it's funny when you mentioned like we do the big game of thrones podcast i was just like yeah. i feel like our 25th episode or something is gonna come out and like we're gonna it, it's, it'll be like stranger things three or stranger things four will have just come out yes. it's like let's just live stream the podcast on <laughs> halloween or something like that and just, just been watching the, the yeah, entire yeah, stranger yeah. things thing and yeah, do exactly. a little live stream we'll see these are these are ideas for the future these are the <laughs> seeds of expansion for sns not ASM, but as anyway. SNS. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so Stranger Things two. Um, general impressions. General impressions was great. Yep. Um, I, going back to what I I think I've said before about don't let other people's opinions sour you. No one actually. Uh, I didn't actually read anything that said this was bad. Everything that I read was like it was great. It was yeah. great. It was great. It was Stranger Things. Um, the general consensus that I did sort of see was this was awesome. Yes. Not as awesome as season one, but awesome. And well, you know, it was a fundamentally different. It was. For me, it felt. It was. I, it felt a little fundamentally different to me too, because I think we mentioned this a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, last podcast is, you know, when you're, um, in reference to kind of with flaked is, you know, season one, you, you know, there's a lot of mysteries and stuff and you're not sure what's quite yeah, going on. Exactly. And it's like you never heard of the upside down. And you so don't know any of these characters. You don't know any of these yeah. characters. You don't know like what's this thing that's coming out and attacking them. There's, there's a demigorgon thing. We don't know. Yeah. Like we know nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, season one, we got a lot of answers and now season two has to kind of play off those answers. Right. So mm -hmm. there's a little less mystery. We, we did get some questions and, and some answers in this season for but sure i think it was less so right because we knew already about the um the upside down and we knew about the yeah, demigorgons yeah. and we were like okay so we, we kind of know the rules of this universe now yeah which before we didn't which is always kind of right really fun about season one of a show is you get to discover kind of yeah the rules of you're like, discovering the rules of the universe yeah, yeah. it's like there's an there's an adage in um in in music that kind of reminds me of this where it's like you ha you can you know you have your entire life to make your first album yes. and then you sign to a label and they're like all right get that sophomore album out in like the next year or the next <laughs> two years type thing so it's like you know you sort of have to give the the creators or of the people putting this out the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. not everyone can do you know like the Aziz Ansari or the Louis CK thing where just like oh, I'll make it when I make it yes. just wait for me type thing so um, let me go to Italy for a year and yeah and, exactly. and then figure out what I want exactly. what story I want to tell exactly so um, obviously after Stranger Things 1 was over people were clamoring for you know what comes next they, they, Absolutely. I mean, they set it up very well mm -hmm. that we would see that well, something would come next and interestingly enough there was sort of debate over whether or not we would see the same characters or we would get like a twilight zone outer limits type thing where it's yeah. like a, or a black mirror i guess is a more recent example yeah. where it's yeah. like it's anthological and we're seeing something completely different mm -hmm. um and that 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 first like three minutes of the the second season was like wait where are they going with this yeah where are they going with this who are these people yeah why do we care and it's like oh oh she's eight okay Okay. We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> We're okay. Yeah. So, um, I guess they could have still done a thing though, where it was like, really, the series was focused on like the uh, the numbered characters, right? And then like each season, you'd get a story of like an eight or an eleven, or an yeah, ten for and sure. Nine. That for would sure. have been kind of cool. I would that, have liked that. That'd be cool. Yeah. I I feel like both of us were sort of discussing like 
but we knew it, from the trailers that they were all coming back yeah anyway, but man. but like it's like we were kind of discussing like is it gonna be different is it gonna be a different cast of characters and part of me was i think i may mention this at the very beginning sort of rooting for that yes. and now having watched season two um I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm happy. I'm happy yes. that this is what we got. Yes. I'm invested in these characters even more now because now I've spent another, you know, nine, 45 to 60 minute periods with them. Yep. So it's, um, yeah. No, and it's good because you get to kind of see, uh, you know, the characters evolve and it quite in a literal sense grow. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is, that's the interesting thing I was thinking about, about, you know, Stranger Things. I'm just like, because I watched the first episode of Beyond Stranger Things, which is, of yes. course, the, uh, uh-huh. you know, sort of like the the recap uh, series. And the Duffer brothers were saying, like, you know, the, they're talking about their sort of storyboarding process. And they're just like, right, we yeah. need, you know, we hope to set this up to do this for X amount of this for the next two or three years. So I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, so what happens in Stranger Things 5? Like, they're all going to be, you know they're teenagers yeah they're, they're gonna be teenagers. they're gonna be nancy and they're and gonna be adolescent yeah yes. like we're gonna see we're watching these kids grow up on television right um you know so which it, is always a little bit weird but a little bit weird but interesting yeah and um i think it, like if they do it right it works they yeah and absolutely and and we've also kind of commented on how these are some pretty fantastic child actors that they got yes absolutely for this series and also, just after again watching that first episode of Beyond, um, these kids are more grown up than the kids that they are playing. Oh yes, the, you know they, they definitely are. You, it, you can tell immediately as soon as yeah. they speak. You're like, oh, they're definitely like three, they know two, they know what's going on. Hours. They know yeah. the score. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's wonders what makeup does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So. Um, so we got introduced to a new character right off the bat. Yes, we did. Mad Max. Um, Maxine. Maxine. Um, and she was sort of the... She was almost a little bit of the audience representation. Yeah. But like the yeah. audience representation of the first season. Exactly. <laughs> like she came in and she's in. like, what the fuck is going yeah, on Doesn't here? know at all what's happening. And people are trying to explain it to her. You know, Lucas is like, well, here's what happened. And she's like, okay, it's a great story. <laughs> you know, like, um, and the thing that kind of I was not expecting was right off the bat, we, we were, we kind of were privy to Eleven's location, what, like the second episode or something yes, like that? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot of like stuff the audience knew that the characters didn't. Yeah, but like we really had all the pieces of the puzzle this season, right? Yeah, which was different, I think, than the first season. The first season, we're sort of discovering it with them. Yeah, we were discovering it with them versus this season, where yeah, we kind of had all the pieces already, and we were just waiting for the characters to put it together. Yeah, and meanwhile, and that was time, kind of a cool. Feeling, it was right? cool. Yeah. This was a cool. It, it was a very different and cool way to approach it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was just not. It was, I was not expecting it because. My, I don't know why I thought this, but I felt like they would sort of discover who the big bad was in this season, um, devise a plan to get rid of it, uh, fail halfway through the series, and then Eleven would show up and 
and save the day. Right. Um, but yeah, it took a while to get there, didn't it? It did take a while to get there. It was, yeah, she didn't like really like reveal herself to like what was it, the second last episode? Yeah. And and um, even in uh, Beyond Stranger Things, I don't want to spoil some of this for you, but whatever. The Duffer Brothers were saying they were even you know planning to have her show up like in the last minutes of the last episode yeah but they they decided that they weren't going to do that because they wanted that reveal with mike and and yeah. all the other characters yeah which I, I think was a good decision because i think a lot of the audience would have felt kind of ripped off if that didn't happen right yeah like because... to wait like an, another season yeah. for that would have just been probably a bit much yeah no for sure um which is great because like they found a way to give the audience sort of all of the characters that they've come to love and enjoy uh, without the characters themselves being kind of privy to the existence of, of one another almost. It's like, yeah. you know, and everyone got their own. Again, this is, you know, we were kind of discussing with this with Ballers, and it's something that's probably going to continue to happen with Stranger Things as it progresses. Everyone got their own little arcs. Yes, you know, absolutely. Lucas had this little romance with, with Max that happened. Dustin had his whole sort of side story with, with Dart. Um, and, and then with, um, oh, what's his name, the sports guy? Um, uh, Steve. Steve, that's it. Yes, <laughs> Steve Harrington. Steve yeah. Harrington. Yeah, they had a little like buddy cop yeah, thing going so Steve on too. And, Steve and Dustin's partnership yeah. was fantastic. That was and so they played awesome. It so well for laughs, and um, it worked so well. It was it great. did. And 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 Mike, um, Mike sort of uh paired off with Will. Yeah, and was you know like that that was because he was sort of lost. And this is again something they kind of discovered. That, um discussed the first episode of beyond yes uh mike was sort of lost without 11 there and you know he was looking for someone to help someone to save and and, and that kind of became will yes will kind of took that place um yeah it, it's we i recall us towards the end of our discussion on season one mm-hmm. uh saying how each like they broke off into little groups of two and three and four yes. and then they all kind of came, back came to together them. at the end and I feel like we sort of saw a little bit of the same formula this time around, but a they kept bit. it so fresh. They did, yeah. By ha- the simple fact of it's different groups. Yes. This person is now with this person. Like Dustin, who would have thought Dustin and, and Steve, Steve right? would end up hanging out together and, you know, being this this great pairing. Um, yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, because it was Nancy and Jonathan Byers, right? Mm-hmm. In the first season. And then. And actually, they that was the same pair that remained the same, right? Was yeah. Those, those two. Those two remained to, together. Yeah, Nancy and Jonathan. And they did their uh, whole, like, uh, investigate. Um, investigate Barb's, Barb's, Barb's death. Barb's death yeah. thing. Yes, yes. Uh, um, and because her parents were kind of unaware that she was yeah. actually dead, they still thought she had ran away. And right. so they, were, they had to kind of figure out a way to, you know, let them have that piece i guess yeah which was you know i mean and that was sort of nancy's i guess that was her objective her objective her moment her, her you know her kind of trying to be a you know a little bit of a heroine and 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 they were they were all sort of more kind of gone having gone through what they went through in season one mm-hmm. all of them were it's almost like even though no one can prepare you for giant mind flayer spider monster <laughs> they were all a i bit want more... that pop doll by the way so <laughs> <laughs> they were they were all a bit more prepared um 
for for what was to come. Um, he now did Jonathan Jonathan and Nancy came back right they they became part of that larger storyline I don't really yes. remember yeah. yes they did and then they ended up going with uh, Joyce oh yeah that's right they to, came back yeah. to burn the mind flare out of Will oh yes end. yes yes so that was their part at the very end yeah, yeah. and and, and, the, and with the poker and it was it was cool it was sort of Steve um, yeah it was Nancy with the the hot poker like, yeah they, so she was more her and Steve to their own right were a lot more badass this season yes again just based on the fact that like they, well they grew from the first season they've right. seen this shit before mm-hmm. yeah they know what to expect they know they have to be a bit more aggressive and Steve sort of uh, he, we he turned around on us a little bit more which they were sort of aiming for I think at, towards yes. the end of season one this guy's not as much as a jerk um as you know, you we would we would have you believe throughout yes. the, the the duration of season one. Well, the funny thing about that too is in Beyond Stranger Things, I've, I've watched most of it. They do talk about how Steve was originally supposed to be like this this tough guy jerk dude. He was and going then, to and be the and that was his kind of his, his storyline, yeah. and then he kind of ended up evolving into yeah. you know a little bit you know a deeper character. Yeah, so he was going to be this is. What I recall again from from Beyond, I think this goes with what you're saying. Same episode. The yeah. human antagonist. Yeah. You know, because like there's this obviously there's this uh, creature who is the main antagonist of the series. It's like, but we had to have a human antagonist, and that was it was sort of Steve in season one, and then he evolved his way out of it. And in season two, it was Billy, Max's yes. older brother, mm-hmm. who. Um, Man, is there a more likable character on television than that? <laughs> like, holy hell, like, he what was a jerk. He was like, oh, we got some understanding into where that comes got, from, though, which was a very powerful and intense scene. Yes, it was uh, with his squabble. It's more than a squabble, but his fights, more or less, with his with his father. Yes, um, that was intense. That and, was, um, you know, but but yeah, we he he was sort of the human antagonist of of this this season and he mm-hmm. played it very well <laughs> he did yes um uh, where else can we go <laughs> there's so much <laughs> uh well yeah so that was like our general impressions i guess yeah <laughs> right, so if we go episode by episode we'll be here for years but um but let's sort of pick out some stuff um uh what did you think about uh the whole punk 11 like the whole oh, punk Ele- of course you know, we best. have to talk about this yes the um yeah so it was interesting it was a side the side so i've okay i remember again i was halfway through the season and i was talking to you about it yeah. probably at some point before or during the last podcast yes and uh, i was saying how um uh yeah i was like it was interesting to see the other experiment besides 11 it's like oh number eight at the no, beginning and just like yeah. and and you sort of mentioned something in passing to me you're just like yeah it's like you'll you'll see something about that and then uh and the, they'll you, come back you kind of trailed off and you're like yeah i'll let you figure it out for yourself well actually you know just kind of on that note i think like um i when we were talking about that previously i mentioned to you that like it seemed like it took a while to kind of get back to that because they really like put that front and center in the first episode. It's but the first thing you see. Yes, yeah. first thing you see. But then you don't really get it back until like, um, you know, the, the the seventh episode. Yeah, and it's kind of like there's this big gap in time, and that 
when I was watching it, that kind of bothered me. Yeah. But, you know, thinking back, I was like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it, it was just kind of odd to be, like, six episodes in and be like, so this gun, metaphorical gun that they showed at the beginning of the first season, where is it? Yeah. Where is it? Like, is it coming back? Like, yeah. what's going on here? Yeah. But uh, I was a little afraid that, you know, they were just going to have it, like, briefly show up and that we weren't going to get too much of an explanation but yeah what they did with it was actually really good I it really was liked good that. yeah and it was interesting how it was sort of a self-contained story it was it really of, was yeah you know 11 going off to you know off on her own mm-hmm. escaping sort of hopper's rule and um and finding her mom and then finding her sister and just using her powers along the way to sort of blazed a trail for herself it really was like a journey of self-discovery it was it was was because it was for her only to discover that she needed you know she she needed to save her friends yes or she wanted to save her friends it was sort of um we got to see kind of like the the tension between 11 and 8 yeah where you know 8 is all about retribution where 11 is all about um sort of i guess i don't want to say mercy but um yeah i guess you know mercy for like the people mercy for the people who aren't them you know yeah who aren't outcasts type thing because the eight was all about this thing it's like we're all outcasts and you know the society has rejected us and so we have to sort of like get our retribution and you can sort of see both sides of the coin and be yeah. like well i understand why she feels that way and i understand why 11 feels that way and there was that great moment where um, she's more or less going to murder this guy at the the end of that episode, and discovers that he's got children. Yes, and and then there's the whole reveal about Doctor Brenner. Yeah, that he's not dead. See, but is he not dead? <laughs> well, I guess we don't. Did we really see him die that. in season one? No. Okay, so no. maybe he's not. Like I was discussing this with my wife as we were watching, because I was like, "No, no, he's dead because he died in season one. It was just a vision that eight was make. It was. I don't know. Well, <laughs> that was a vision. It was. Yes, but I, I just, I think. Why would she say that he's not? Like you know, like. Well, it was the um the person they went to go kill who said that. That's that right. Yes. Brenner was still alive. Yes. That he didn't die. So. I mean, I, the vision was that was definitely from eight, but yeah, they, uh, I think yeah, and it, Brenner's still around somewhere, and, and that's it, definitely yes, be you're, you're absolutely right because sure. he did say that. Interestingly enough, the vision um, was just that nothing more than a vision, even though it represents the fact yes, Brenner is still alive, as um, we as we've just talked <laughs> out. Yes, and I've, I've realized. Yeah, the guy did say that uh, right before eleven kind of knocked the gun out of eight's hand. Yeah, um, but. Uh, it was that that vision, interestingly enough, that helped fuel her anger, which is another thing that eight told her: channel your anger to make your power stronger, to save the day at the end, to close the gate. Because you know that we sort of see, I guess, like a tendril, a limb of the the mind flare coming out of the gate. Yes, and she raises both of her hands to meet it, and just before she does, you've got that intense flashback vision. of her vision of Brenner saying you have a terrible wound and it's festering. It's like, Oh, <laughs> and then I thought, I thought like, you know, I was like, are we going to get like bad end here? Yes. <laughs> you know, cause it was pretty close to the end of the episode. Yeah. 
Um, and that my player was pretty close to coming through. It was pretty damn close to coming through. So they they really made it really in- intense and sort of clutched it out, which was which was awesome. I enjoyed that episode. Yeah. Um, uh, going back to the um, the whole like references. I mean, we were talking a lot about, and it was no secret in season one. There was a lot of 1980s. You know, oh, horror yeah, film, sure. a little E.T., a little of, you know. Well, did you see, like, um, throughout the, uh, like, through all the poster art and all the, like, advertisements and stuff, like, all those Close Encounters of the Third Kind references? No. Yeah. So, uh, I think uh, the biggest one I saw was, it was a picture of Will mm-hmm. opening the door, and then there's, like, this red Ground oh, up the upside down, okay. and that of course is like a big key scene of Close Encounters of the Third right, Kind, right. where the little kid opens the door and there's all these flashing red lights outside. Oh, cool. And that, I think that's when the kid gets detected. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but mm-hmm. that that's kind of like a key yeah. point point of that movie. So that yeah. was like a big reference to Close Encounters they, of the Third Kind. They, and they they drop these kind of things all throughout. Mm-hmm. Like they're very prevalent. In season one it was kind of the big discussion around season one when it came out. Yeah. And Watching the Punk Eleven episode, when she sort of wanders into you know through the alley to find her sister and her sister's sort of band of misfits. Yeah. In my head, all I'm hearing is warriors <laughs> come out and play. And of course, you know, I'm watching first episode of Beyond. Yeah. And they do sort of the side by side comparison. Yeah, we're going for a sort of warriors vibe, and you see mm. the poster for warriors, mm. and then you see a screen grab of you know Eight and her misfits. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they were going for that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, but like, I mean, they, they, they do it so well. They do. When they, they sort of like pick and choose the right things from that era to sort of infuse into the series. And it always, it always just works. Um, so that was a cool episode for sure. Yeah. Uh, like you, I was sort of wondering throughout the series, when the hell is this going to come up again? Um, yeah, it did take a while to get back to it. I'm glad that it did. And, and yeah, very much journey of self-discovery, very much, you know, it, it leaves things open-ended for, you know, that's not a thing that could potentially come back for Stranger Things 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will, though. It has to, because... Yeah. It's such a big part, like, a key, like, I feel like, you know, maybe season three will have more focus on that kind of mm-hmm. thing, like, on that struggle of Eleven and, and you know, finding Brenner and what to do with Brenner. Yeah. And... Does she kill him? Does she not kill him? Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, is she out for revenge? Is she out just to protect, mm-hmm. um, you know, her new family? Like, what are her goals? Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of her new family. Yes. Um, <laughs> Vicky and I were sort of uh, going back and forth towards the end as we were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Reiser's character, the doctor. She's sort of like, you know, like, is he evil? Is he still evil? I don't trust him. I'm not sure. And we, at the very beginning, we're getting shades of anyone in this lab is, not you know, we great. not to be trusted. Yes. Um, and then as it, the series is started, the season's drawn to a close. I'm just like, no, he's, I feel like he's, you know, like, I'm like, he kind of helps them escape. He does, the lab. yes. And I was like, okay, so he's he's doing a, a selfless act. He, you know, when they basically, he's told that Will needs to be killed in order for them to to stop this. He, you know, halts everything. Says, "I'm going to think." Yes. You know, um, so you you sort of start to see the good emerge in him, and then of course when 
Hopper and Eleven show back up at the lab to sort of save the day. They sort of discover the doctor and, um, you know, he Hopper's using the belt as a tourniquet around his leg. Right. And he's like, yeah. hey, this is Eleven. She's about to save our asses. Uh, maybe when we get out of this, you can kind of make sure she doesn't have such a tough life. And then he sort of <laughs> tightens the belt, tightens the tourniquet around him. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe he is a good guy now, but he still needs a little convincing. Yeah, then, I, I think yeah. that that character was, you know, um, a little bit more representative mm-hmm. of maybe someone who might actually be in that kind of scientific security community exactly, yeah. versus like, you know, the evil Dr. Brenner is like yeah. experimenting on people right. and that kind of stuff. You know, Brenner's a little bit more of the, the stereotype yeah. mad scientist. I think um, the, the new guy was a little bit more, I guess, realistic yeah. in the fact that, you know, he really is like a normal mm-hmm. like, guy and he understands that, you know, what killing people because yeah. they have some sort of virus isn't, you know, it, it's a hard decision to make, right? Yeah. It's not just like, well, and they're gone. Yeah. So I think that uh, added maybe a little bit more realism to the series. For sure. This season, yeah. For sure. And um, and then, he, of course, he sort of hands, you know, those final scenes, he hands Hopper the, the birth certificate, says Jane Hopper. And he's like, congratulations, Pops. <laughs> and it's sort of like you get to, it's, it's this really great moment because you sort of see Hopper gets a little redemption. It's like he kind of has the daughter that he lost back. Yeah, that's and, right. It's very much the father-daughter relationship is a constant in this season with with him and Eleven, you know. Absolutely. Um, what do you think of uh, kind of the big bad from the Upside Down? The, the mind, mind flare. Yeah, what do you think of the, the hive mind thing? thing is yeah. such a cool idea. It really is. Um, the fact that they had to sort of find a way to separate it from Will because, you know, it, it, uh, anything that hurts that you know anything they do to hurt it will also hurt will if they kill it it kills will type thing like that brought a lot of urgency to the situation um and also just the fact that this thing basically it was turned infected their whole town you know it's it's underground tunnel system and um the whole finding the hub and uh you know bob newbie being (laughs) Bob Newby superhero which we haven't even talked about him this whole time oh yeah that's true um sacrificing himself at the end to you know this very unlikely hero um you know just restart yeah I don't know the the mind flare was great um yeah I thought it was cool how like the first season was very much like there was just this one creature yeah and that was really all there was but you know when you when I was watching, I'm thinking there has to be more than just like one random beast in this place. Oh, right? yeah. like there's got to be more to it. Um, and so it was kind of in, uh, cool that we got, you know, some insight into that. that yeah. There's this whole like hive mind thing going yeah. on in the upside down. And, and the demo dogs. And the demo dogs, yes. Yeah. Yes, they all kind of came out of nowhere, didn't they? Yes. And that whole thing with Dustin and Dart. And yeah. <laughs> that was kind of cool. It was neat. And then at the end, it was he convinced start to let them go by with well, the, the wonder bar the power of nougat man. the power of nougat the yeah power of three musketeers <laughs> that that's what it was it's one of my favorite chocolate bars yeah. so uh you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it was cool and um so we talk about 11 sort of coming back and her big badass entrance um and sort of like the penultimate episode 
And then she has her second entrance mm-hmm. in those final sequences, which is her entrance to be like, now it's time for the romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, because there's the whole scene, like I was just discussing with Hopper and the doctor, who's like, you know, how, how risky is it for us to go out for one night? And he's like, what's so important about one night? And then you see the big sign, it's the snowball. And Hawkins Middle School is all. They had to go back to that snowball. The school dance. Oh, and, um,. You know, and and sort of everyone starts pairing off, and then the really sweet scene where Nancy sort of sees Dustin alone and yeah. and goes and dances with him. Um, that was really cute. And um, I mean, I'm I, I I don't know. I'm a varying opinion of that that scene. I mean, I guess it was good. I I, I liked it because I it brought it full circle. Yeah, but I don't know. They it, it was very long. <laughs> yeah, I. It, did it? It felt really long to me, like t- almost too long. I feel like, like, uh, the, f- what was the song they were playing? Um, um was it was time after time. Time after like time. That? I'm like, this is. I I was watching it with uh, my wife Rebecca, and I yeah. was sitting there, and I'm like, this is a very long rendition of this song. <laughs> it's been going for at least five yeah, minutes now. But you know what? I feel like they sort of amped up the intensity in this season in such a way that. Even the ending was like, you know, it's like we need to like now just take some time to to relax, to bring it back down. Um, yeah, I feel I guess. like they, they didn't want to go full cliffhanger because they didn't quite. We, we know that the Mind Flayer is Still not around. dead. Yeah. Um, but that's the other thing, you know, like I feel like they just they, they wanted to draw it out sort of you know, maybe do some a few last bits of character development type thing. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, like, I, I thought it was a nice sort of palate cleanser having that scene yes, at the that's end. that's true, yeah. Um, that was, I feel like that was sort of their intention with Kind it. of pull everyone back to Pull everyone of back, to, yeah, yeah, of normalcy, exactly. Because the ending of the last season was very much like, it was, you know, like, everyone was in normalcy, and then you get hit with the really big, Will is not okay. Yeah. Um, you know, he throws up. You know, yeah, they the, did that the, in the first season too, but that that was a little bit more succinct. I felt. Yeah, he throws up the creature, and then the mini, the dart. Yeah, basically, uh, and and that's you know end of series. He's still you know still caught between the reality and the upside down. Then end of series type thing. This one was not quite as hardcore on it. It's like we know the mind flayer is still alive. We get that panning shot of everything turning upside, upside down. down. And we and see then, Hawkins <laughs> Middle School in the upside down. We see the mind flayer, and you're half expecting it. So that's why I feel like, yeah, there's maybe a need for a bit of a palate cleanser before that. Yeah. I kind of like that scene. Um, you know, uh, you're waiting for the whole 11 and Mike to sort of, you know, finally, you know, get have their, their little, little romance moments. and then get yeah. back together. So that was nice. Um, but you are waiting for the, the other shoe to drop. Right. Uh, Vicky and I are, you know, looking at the screen. I'm like, okay, what's going to go wrong? What's going to go wrong? Something's going to go wrong so that season, you know, Stranger Things 3 can happen. Yeah. And for me, what I thought it was, and maybe this will come back, but if you recall, after Eleven makes her badass entrance, uh, she kills that demo dog and sends it flying through the window. Right. Uh, Later on, you see Dustin insisting on having Steve help him stuff the carcass of the demo dog into the oh, buyer's refrigerator. <laughs> so in my head, I'm thinking he likes it cold. He, yeah. he likes it cold. And I'm thinking the last scene we're going to see is 
a slow zoom in on the refrigerator and then it sort of rattle and shake. And, yeah. and then that would, you know, because it's like maybe the cold is giving it regenerative properties. Mm-hmm. He's coming back to life and, and that, you know, the demo dog is going to get loose again. This whole process is going to restart even worse type thing. So they didn't revisit that. They, so we just know that there's a dead demo dog in a refrigerator somewhere. Yeah, that's... Which makes me wonder if that's going to come back at well, all. Yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> I think that's definitely coming back. <laughs> um, one quick thing I just wanted to mention before, uh, you know, kind of moving on to the grab bag, is I have a bit of a question about um, the Upside Down and how it relates to our our world mm-hmm. per se um i noticed that when something changes like in the in the in our world quote unquote um like say for example the snowball dance mm-hmm. with like the lights and the and the decorations and all that kind of yeah. stuff it seems to reflect yeah. into the upside down yeah so i'm just curious like how that would work necessarily <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess, of course, all the buildings and all that kind of stuff. It's, I, I guess they explained it in the first season when they were saying that it was a reflection yeah. of our world. Mm-hmm. So I guess as things change here, it would change over there and mm-hmm. then just look really decomposed and yeah. snowy. Yeah. I know. Does that make sense? <laughs> Essentially. I, yeah. I just kind of explained it to myself. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's maybe we'll get more insight into it and then you know the next season yeah i'd like a little bit more of that like we we do have some kind of science like in particularly on how the uh door was created you know with the massive amount of energy and all that kind of stuff um and how the the wormhole works and stuff and a lot of that was it really in the first season i don't know if we got that much of that kind of more scientific explanation this yeah. season did we it was just kind of like oh no, here's not, this not really here's this character from D D who is now uh yeah who, who now exists in this other world yeah. and is trying to take over ours exactly they they did play a lot with the camera when they did the upside down scenes like when mm, hopper first yes. goes into that that tunnel system <laughs> and the camera slowly turns upside I think that down that was cool though you it was awesome be, no, it was awesome and then they, we see cool. it again uh, towards the end yeah and that sort of tells me in a non-verbal way that maybe we are going to get a bit more insight into the upside down because we're sort of you know we we know now that this is a place we know now that you know, this is a place where bad things come from and that it exists and will continue to exist as a through line throughout the series, obviously. Yeah. So, so, you know, maybe we'll see more of, you know, or learn more about it type thing as, as it goes on. So it's good. Cool. Overall impressions. Great. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was a fun yeah. series. It was, it was a little, I was questioning it a little bit at the beginning just because it was a lot of like, it took a little bit to get going. A little bit. But uh, by the end, I was happy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So that's Stranger Things too. Yes. Um, and we've gotten that out of our system for now. <laughs> uh, grab bag. Yes. What have you been watching, sir? So uh, for this month, I guess I'm going to go with um, a show on Netflix uh, called Mindhunter. I don't know if you've you've seen yes, it. Yes, I think you might have mentioned this one to me actually. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting because um, basically uh, what drew me to it was the fact that it actually has Anna Torv in it, 
who uh, plays one of the main characters in one of my yes, favorite series. I remember series, you Fringe. mentioning this to me. Yes. yes, so that kind of got me kind of excited. I'm like, yay, got a tour. She's in something new. Hooray. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, I, I started watching that, and it's kind of really cool because it's about, uh, it's kind of based on a true, true story about this team in the FBI who started kind of going about interviewing serial killers and kind of getting insight into their um uh the way they think and the way they behave and using that to solve future crimes which is kind of interesting and applying those things they learn and being able to even like identify serial killers and kind of what tendencies they have in common whether it's like mother issues or problems with you know killing animals at the beginning like early on in their lives or you know having like criminality sure. and, and going into juvie and that kind of stuff so that that was really i'm, I'm finding that series really interesting i'm Neat. about halfway through and i'm just kind of watching it um you know here and there as I, I go through so i did manage to finish um uh the thing that i was mentioning last month uh spike lee's she's got to have it right right and uh so i just finished that up uh, last night the night before uh it was um, still continued to be good. It was kind of really interesting where it went and kind of the conclusion of that series. Uh, so I really enjoyed that as well. Cool. So that's, that's kind of me for the grab bag. Nice. Um, so I uh, started The Good Place, which is... Um, right, yes, I, I've seen that as well. Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. And that actually started on just regular network television i think it was on global or, or ctv or one of these channels yes and it's uh us though so it's, it is it's nbc yeah um i think it's nbc yeah it, it, it jumped to netflix and i was like oh nice and it's in a mike shore production much like uh parks and rec and the office which i'm obviously a fan of brooklyn Nine Nine's another one he did that's on my list that i've seen a couple episodes of and, and enjoyed um, that's been on my list forever and it's just, you know, eight or nine seasons in, but for some reason I was like, I'll skip past that one for now and then I'll start the good place and just marathon through like five or six episodes, thoroughly enjoying it. Yes. Um, conceptually such a great it's kind story. Of a cool concept. Very yeah. cool concept. Um, essentially Kristen Bell's character, Eleanor, um, gets sent to the good place, AKA their version of what, what heaven is and, um, is introduced to her soulmate, um, who she confides a secret in that uh, she does not belong in the good place. And she was kind of been sent there by accident. And her soulmate happens to be a ethics uh, and morals professor. And that was his life's work. So she kind of gets him to teach her mm-hmm. how to be a good person so that she can remain in the good place. And um, so that the architect of the their neighborhood in the good place does not find out. Uh, and insanity sort of, you know, ensues, uh, very funny, very, you know, just, it's great. It's, it's a Mike Schur, you know, show. He, he has these sensibilities that you sort of see in Parks and Rec and a lot in the earlier seasons of The Office. Um, I just, I just know if I'm watching something by him, I'm going to enjoy it. And, you know, um, I watched the first episode and to be honest, much in the same way as Parks and Rec, I started that show initially and was like, okay, this is all right. And it sort of took a while to, to grab me. By episode, I want to say maybe even 
the second or third of good plates. I was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. he's, he's, it's taking considerably his, less serious, time yeah. for him to sort of grab you. But, you know, he, the first one is very much introducing you to the concept of here's what's happening. And here's the deal. And yeah. Uh, and Kristen I, Bell's great. I, you know, I've always been a fan of hers. And yeah, uh, that's really what drew me to that series. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's Kristen Bell. And, awesome. and, and Ted Danson's fantastic as the yeah. architect of the, awesome the, too, the, yeah. the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm really enjoying it um so far so i will continue watching that one yeah i mean that might be one at some point that we uh want to do a podcast chat on yeah i'd love point. to it, it's just just the first season that's on netflix i think it's just the first season yeah, on okay. netflix second yeah. season i think is airing right now uh oh uh yeah it's gonna come back I, I, or it's gonna come back yeah, yeah yeah it's on the mid-season break right now right 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 yeah yeah, yeah. Right. but it, so i've been actually watching the the first half of the second season and and i've been enjoying it as well it's it continues its goodness yes in in that sense yes i'm enjoying that very much so i believe that just about does it for this episode of screens and streams that it does. If you would like to reach out to us, let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. If you've got any recommendations for shows we should cover, you can reach out to us via email at screensandstreams at gmail.com. That's screens, the letter N, streams, at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at screensandstreams. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, you can find us on iTunes and Of course, SoundCloud. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I think that's the end for now that's the end for now folks thank you for tuning in to this episode we'll see you next time see you guys later bye, bye.